Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Really glad you're here and as always very excited to share another interview. Really getting into interviewing other people now. As you know, this podcast was initially more solo episodes and that tends to be just kind of the thing. I don't know. It's the same for my other podcast, Daydream Rose as well, where in the beginning I tend to just kind of speak to myself and then I become uh, more courageous in inviting other people. So I'm really glad Joe Casey said yes. We talked for this interview about um, how she became an accidental business coach and what our businesses would be like as, plan- as plants and pa- animals. That was really funny. And we also talked about um, all the things that just feel exciting and challenging and wild right now. And I always feel like, oh God, it just feels so good to talk to other people and see what they're doing and how they're doing things and just to feel a little bit less lonely in um, this whole exploration. Um, jo also told us that she found a way to make peace with marketing, which um, really made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's that's a good way of kind of reframing it. And yeah, it's just very complex. It can easily feel icky and it's nice to see um, that we're finding and exploring ways to um, share that are more authentic and honest and transparent. Um, and then finally, we also talked about how we're building businesses that support our mental health and leave space for flexibility and how that's so often the reason that um, people start a business to begin with, which I think we're not talking about and often enough. Um, but yeah, so thank you for listening. Really would love to hear what you think. So feel free uh, to send us an email or um, comment on the blog. A small announcement from me, um, the DIY business community is really yeah, really coming together beautifully. We had a couple of workshops already, our first group coaching call. Today I'm running um, late in the afternoon a workshop on quarterly business planning. So that's kind of um, meant to give us a chance to take a bit of a bird's eye view on our businesses rather than just being in in the day-to-day things all the time and to really think about what our values are and how they're underpinning our decisions and our work. So that's exciting. And then I'm continuously creating more content for the course part as well. If you haven't heard about it yet, the DIY business community is um, a monthly membership that has a a very extensive video course at its core, but it's also very interactive and over on Mighty Networks. It costs $22 and you can um, check it out by using the seven day free trial. Um, All that is linked in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you're obviously super welcome to message me as well. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy me chatting to the wonderful Joe. Bye. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I am pleased to say this is another episode that begins with giggles. I'm speaking to the really wonderful, cool and insightful Joe Casey today. (laughs) And we were just talking about the distance to space and the differences of connectivity on Zoom calls. So that was interesting. But I think we'll also talk about cool business stuff a little bit today. So um, Joe is running a podcast called The Meaningful Business Podcast, which was recommended to me several times. And when I first started listening, I was really surprised that it had apparently taken me so long to come across it because it really feels exciting to tune in and it reflects so many of the things that I think about and care about and try to explore. And so I'm also in Joe's um, newsletter and I really appreciate her approach around marketing and honesty and just the kind of like exploratory 
openness of seeing what business building can be like and how it can feel good and and sometimes there's unsureness um or just a lot of questions um but it's just so nice to share space with other people in exploring them together and just kind of yeah mirroring back to each other that we're asking these questions because they are really important even if we don't have perfect answers to them all the time so joe hey thank you so much for being here you so much for having me i adore you anyway so i'll be talking to you anyway but i uh, no, it's it's really lovely to to be here and uh, yeah we started with giggles let's <laughs> that's good isn't it yeah um so i wonder if we can start by telling you us <laughs> as you us telling us where you are in the world right now and what nature is like around you i mean well i will say one thing about the other kind of nature in the form of books behind you which are fully color coordinated and I'm just saying that because people can't see and it's pretty pretty great (laughs) thank you well I am in greater Manchester but I am so lucky because it takes me about seven minutes to get to the river from my house and so even though I'm in a pretty urban built-up area I get to spend time with trees and by water pretty much every single day and that that is lovely and so right now there are two quite big trees right outside of my window one is deciduous so it's just getting ready to shed its leaves because we're in September now but the other one's a lovely evergreen fir tree and so yeah, one of the things I love about um, being in the north of England, particularly, is how green it is because we get a lot of rain. <laughs> but that's uh, you know that's the <laughs> that's the silver lining of all the rain we get. We get yeah, we get to have this very lush kind of landscape. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Yes, <laughs> I really love that too. I would love to hear a little bit more about your business, about what it is that you're doing, and also maybe about the story behind that. Sure. So I am uh, an accidental business coach. And I say accidental because so I, I started off as a, a life coach, even though I really don't drive that well with the term life coach. But <laughs> so I struggled for the longest time just myself when I was a a life coach helping people around resiliency about all the things that I quote unquote should be doing. Like I should be marketing myself and I should look really polished and professional all of the time. And I should be on social media all of the time. And I should be building a list and I should be selling them using certain psychological techniques, which will convince them to, and, and already you know, I'm just thinking about it. I'm, I'm getting tense. And it just seemed, first of all, the antithesis of everything that I wanted to do in the world with these tools and these skills that I, I have around coaching. But also, it was exhausting. This whole thing of having to put on a mask and pretend to be somebody that you're not. You know, I am not a, a shiny, upbeat, all of the time person you know most of us aren't and I think if you are one of those types of people then then great but for the rest of us where does that that leave us and then the other thing that kind of is a recurring thing for me is we're so craving real connection and we can't connect fully with people unless we can see the the whole person I'm not necessarily seeing you when you know when you're a 
two days before your period and you're eating chocolate and crying. We don't necessarily need to see that, but you know, if you want to share that, fine, rock on. <laughs> um, but this whole idea that we're supposed to tone ourselves down and fit ourselves into this really narrow little niche that is shiny and is pretty and is perfect. It's all about being positive and love and light. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And so I found myself at this crossroads. Whereas I want to do this work in the world and I want to be able to, you know, thrive through it. I want to be able to you know, earn a living at the very least. And yet to do that, the only path that seems open to me is becoming this, this person that I'm not. And, and I don't think I could pretend to be even for very long. So my choice is either I give it up or I find another way. Mm-hmm. And so being that I'm a bit of an awkward sod, I decided I would try and find the other way. And, and so that's been was my business journey and then about five years ago I got to the point where I was feeling pretty burnt out on working with people around resiliency because my, my work is pretty deep you know I don't just kind of do here are 10 tips too it's a lot of holding space and I was going through stuff I was, I was just tired and I didn't feel like I was bringing my best to the work and I was working with a business strategist who said Oh, you should be working with coaches because along the way, colleagues would ask me, well, how are you doing it? And you seem to be doing okay. You're not having to do all of that really nasty, yucky stuff. And so I switched to moving with coaches and then I opened up to working with healers. And now I, I basically work with anybody who is a service-based business, solo entrepreneur, but who just doesn't jive with the whole sell, 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 always be closing, always be on social media, shiny, shiny, bright, happy. Because that to me is just, ugh, it, 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 it is such a big turnoff. So, mm-hmm. so I'm saying I'm an accidental business coach. I, mm-hmm. I help people to find their thing in the world and the words to express it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty lucky in that part of my background as I did uh, copywriting within education for a, quite a long time. So I'm good at kind of mm-hmm. finding the turns of phrase and ways of explaining things that um maybe it's a struggle to if you, it's your own business you're so close to it mm-hmm. and also I love working with the big thinkers <laughs> so my, my people just generally don't fit into a small niche but and so I work with the concept that we have an umbrella that we mm-hmm. work with mm-hmm. and so you know I've got clients who are multi-passionate um, aromatherapists and body workers who are also coaches you know mm-hmm. that's that's one person or I've got a feminist writing coach or somebody who works with women in in midlife um, so you know there, there are people who don't have these real like neat put it in a box kind of businesses and I help them to be able to turn that into something really magical and sustainable for them mm-hmm. yeah that sounds really beautiful and yeah, open and playful. And I think it's it's so interesting, the niching thing, isn't it? That in some ways, I feel at the moment that the most important thing is to create a space in which I can be myself. Mm-hmm. And then I can figure out what I want to offer and that can shift and change. But it's, um, I was saying that to someone else the other day, it, it feels kind of more important to stay with myself and my truth and connect to my intuition than figuring out exactly who I'm talking to because um, I'm actually open to talking to all kinds of people who would like to be in conversation with an authentic version of myself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. 
So, hmm, yeah, that's really cool. And what are you most excited about offering at the moment? Like, what can we imagine your day-to-day -day life and that kind of work to be like? Well, at the moment, I mean, the the the, the last couple of weeks of filling my, I do, I do a nine-month group program. I'm saying group program, kind of pausing because it's it's kind of a hybrid. So it's a it's it's a monthly workshops which kind of take people through a lot of the foundational pieces for a sustainable business, totally yak free. So we do things like ethical sales and all that kind of stuff. But then there's a one on one element of it as well. But the main thing that really just delights me and is just gorgeous and delicious is it's a circle of, of, of women mm -hmm. and the support that we kind of bake in and we really work to um, have there is, oh, it's, it's just magnificent to witness. It's, it's, it's women helping each other to see the brilliance in themselves, you know, especially on those mm -hmm. days when we forget or we just genuinely can't see it in us mm -hmm. to have people who are fellow travelers in your corner, not telling you what to do, but saying, mm -hmm. you know, I, I get it. Sometimes they'll say, maybe, you know, I tried this and it worked for me. Have you thought about that? Mm -hmm. A lot of the time it's about that, having those other people to kind of go, yeah, mm -hmm. I've been there. I see it. I feel it too. And that's magnificent. So it's these, it's these lovely layers of kind of instruction and the one-to-one -one work and keeping people in action and this circle. Mm -hmm. That just delights me. And that's the main bulk of my work for, mm -hmm. for the year. Um, and then... Once that's done, I'm writing a book. I've actually got plans for two books Ooh. in the next months. That's exciting and scary. Um, and I'm off to Toronto to run my first overseas workshop this week, which sounds ridiculous. I have to say, there's still part of me kind of go, what, you? But that, that sounds, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to that as well. So there's lots of, my business is very organic in the way that it, grows I mean yes I plan things out as a kind of thought exercise I think <laughs> um but then I love having kind of space and openness to to play and get creative and also to see what people want from me and, and need from me mm -hmm. um and the the really nice thing about the way that I have my business structures and that the bulk of my the bulk of my time and the bulk of my income comes from the nine month program it means it mm -hmm. frees me up for having to be on that kind of, I'm constantly selling, mm. uh, kind of, uh, hustle, which, you know, isn't good for a lot of us. And I found it incredibly stressful being in that kind of, I constantly have to be launching something. Mm. So it, it works for me just having a combination of security and open playfulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds really beautiful. And I also love um, the slowness of the program. Or I'm sure that it's not feeling slow as you're in it, but giving it nine months is what mm. I need to say. That feels really nice because I feel like we're so saturated with these like 12-week courses that you pretty much do on your own, mm. um, where you're kind of sold this idea of huge transformation that you're kind of having to work out entirely by yourself by watching videos um in this really kind of super fast-paced container so i think yeah there's a real need and an openness for longer term programs and the commitment to a small group of people and that kind of togetherness is i think so important also because 
when we don't have that and you know it, it's not lying around on the street it's something i think beautiful community is something that we have to intentionally create yes. um but when we don't have it it can really feel so tempting to seek like a false sense of belonging in spaces like instagram and i mm -hmm. don't want to shame instagram i have really met amazing people on there and i don't regret my my time on there at all But I did notice that sometimes when I didn't have those really more intimate spaces of really being seen and being in conversation and being able to talk about what's difficult and what's beautiful and what could be a solution, you know, the more I was then scrolling through my feet looking for that kind of thing mm. and kind of filling that hole in a way. And that always brought up comparison to me or this feeling of like not having Uh, having grown enough yet or not being far along in my journey and I feel that this is then then those kinds of kind of deeper dive smaller community programs are um, really just the antidote to this or like the medicine or however one you want to call it yeah That's is awesome. it called an antidote I'm not English is so. not yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm having my little second language moment. You <laughs> see, it's my first language and I still have to think about it. I'm like, ah. um, no, I, I think you're right. And there's, we have, we can have, like you say, this almost like this, this, this false sense or this faux idea of community in mm. online spaces. And, and the online world is amazing. You know, I, I too have made, phenomenal connections and and friendships even but if they're just kept to social media if they're just kept to instagram or a facebook group then there's always a limit to how deep that connection can, can be i also think that we have this culture which is so kind of instant you know and this idea that it isn't instant and it isn't easy and if it doesn't feel wonderful all of the time then there's something wrong mm -hmm. and it le it kind of adds an extra layer onto the challenge of just being human in the world because mm -hmm. being human in the world is you know it's not the easiest task mm -hmm. and then you add this thing of, oh you're doing it wrong however you're doing it you're doing it wrong it's not happening fast enough it's not happening pretty enough it's not happening you know happy mm -hmm. enough <laughs> it's, and it's It, it's like airbrushing our lives. You know, that's mm -hmm. what social media does. It just strips things down to very minimal dimensions and we lose nuance and we, we lose the sense of reality of how long something takes and mm. how challenging and how joyful it can be. Mm. You know, the word, I think, I know a lot of people choose their word of the year. I'm not. I'm a bit rebellious and so I'm not choosing <laughs> in January. But I think over the past couple of months I found my word of the season or the time oh. and it's nourish. And I want our online or our, our business experiences to be nourishing instead of hustle. Yeah, you because know, we have this idea that we need to be hustling all of the time. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, I actually think for most of us, that's not healthy it's not good this idea of mm. hustle and you have to maybe working all the hours because where do you find time for wondering or mm -hmm. for deep conversation or for just thinking about stuff or getting your washing done you know it's <laughs> those day-to-day -day stuff and we so I really dislike this idea of this fast instant mm -hmm. business that we're meant to have you know we're meant to mm -hmm. be 
hitting six figures in our our first year and the reality is that for for the vast majority of people that's not going to happen it's just not going to happen for you know several years if Mm -hmm. that's even what you want yeah came up with this arbitrary (laughs) figure (laughs) yeah totally I think it's it's just we do, we hardly ever see the backstories and the, mm. the labor that people have poured for years and years until they become what we then see as an overnight success. And it just creates so much pressure for everyone who witnesses that. And, and I think it's so human to be affected by it and really hard to step away from it. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm noticing now how I'm, I'm away from social media for three weeks now and I'm still hearing as I'm in the bath or I'm going for a walk sometimes these echoes of the stories that we're telling and retelling on social media a lot and there's many things I miss about it and, th- and I also want to say that sometimes I'm nervous about being forgotten for example you know or of like missing out on some kind of creative input that would inspire me in some way mm-hmm. um, but in other ways I also feel like yeah like really this realization that there was such a fast pace in in that that way of being and producing content and very little space to acknowledge that actually sometimes things are very hard and awkward and difficult and I think what what really makes me sad is that um where was I going with this? <laughs> um, just, um, oh yeah, just, just the reality of how algorithms work. I feel um, so blessed about a lot of technology that we now have and like a really deep embodied gratitude for how we can reach out to people, how we can create our own media. I know you're podcasting as well. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we get to co- record conversations with other people now and then share them with lots of other people. And it's so cool, you know, and we don't have to be in the same space and it's pretty low cost. I pay, you know, I pay a bit for my podcasting, but overall it's doable. We can do it. And that's so exciting. Um, but social media algorithms, oh man, they really mm. suck. And um, it's hard to ignore them. They're just, they're just what they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wondered if your business was an animal or plant, what would it be? Mm. Now I'm immediately thinking what my coach would probably say, <laughs> which is because. There's also that kind of self-perception plus the perception of, of who others have about you. So I'm thinking of a violet, like a creeping violet. That's what mm-hmm. I think would be my mm-hmm. business. It's always kind of a little bit under the radar. You could almost miss it if you weren't careful. But it smells so sweet mm-hmm. when you kind of take the time to, mm-hmm. to have a look. And they're pretty tenacious as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking that maybe some of my my colleagues, my my the the women that are in my circle and help to hold me up they would be saying no you it's it's something bigger and you don't realize how how big it is and the impact that you have but so I I don't know but yeah for me it'd be a real sweet smelling violet this this tiny little tenacious blink and you'd almost miss it you could easily miss it kind of walking underfoot um but it it it's there and it's um yeah, got kind of tendrils out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you? I'm curious about what, what yours is. 
Oh, um, <clears throat> I want to admit I haven't prepared for this. <laughs> I thought that was a very smart question to ask. And now I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think as a person, and I'm kind of trying and thinking at the moment about not complementalizing myself away from my business so mm -hmm. much because it's really just me, you know, and that's mm -hmm. the beauty of it, but it's also the challenge. And, you know, yeah. anyway, I think as a person, I kind of identify with koala bears a lot with how they move and live their life. Uh -huh. And I think they are very sensual and slow and they love food and rest. They also love community and cuddles. I love the, how that they hang out with their babies on their back. Um, but yeah, I'm really resonating with their slowness, I think. And I imagine that they still have things to say, even if they don't hang out in, in the clearings of the, of the jungle mm -hmm. a lot. You know, they're probably yeah. in their trees and their cozy spots a lot of the time. Yeah. But I would hope that they still come come down with cool stuff every now and then yeah i'm thinking that, that they must be pretty wise they're good observers of, of the world as well i want to hang out with the koalas um and as a clan maybe a dandelion i feel like i've made so much stuff work in the first few years of my business i started really quite deep in depth and just made it work in different environments um i'm fascinated and just impressed by how dandelion can you know, really go through concrete and sometimes yeah. and how they spread and how they're very, um, I think maybe what, what um, I see myself reflected in is like this, like they have, have a beautiful flower, but it's pretty, um, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple in a way. And I, I, that's how I love and to work with tags. I really just love simple, beautiful things that just work well and that are made to last. They're not mm -hmm. just, setups that you're gonna have to renew in half a year or something and that seems like a dandelion kind of thing to me <laughs> oh I love that I'm thinking of the dandelion clock as well you know mm -hmm. that kind of that and it's so beautiful and but there's a real elegance to the way that though because it's 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 almost like this little bomb that kind of goes off and <laughs> spreads everywhere in its most kind of in the most beautiful way it's mm -hmm. I'm making lots of hand gestures podcast <laughs> listeners that you cannot see um Oh, I love that. I'm a bit jealous of your... I know, your <laughs> we can totally share that. <laughs> you can have some dandelion in your business. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, what are you most excited about in being an entrepreneur at the moment? Um, so about, about 18 months ago, Right about the time I was having a bit of a nervous breakdown, like that, I know I'm not saying that as a, a kind of a euphemism. I was genuinely having a, you know, a nervous breakdown. I was not in, in a good place. But one of the things that kind of I clung on to as I was kind of coming back um, was, I mean, it's partly connected to the whole idea of, well, I, I'm not kind of shiny. I'm not bright. I'm not upbeat all the time. Um, you know, I do have mental health challenges and I can see lots of other people who have similar kind of challenges or similar kind of makeup and patterns. I think entrepreneurship appeals to us in a way because the traditional world of work doesn't necessarily work that well for us. It certainly wasn't set up for, for, for folks like me, but, but then kind of turn that around and go, okay, so how can we turn that into a feature rather than a bug? Mm. And so it, it, it's really kind of grown in strength, this idea that, 
do you know what? I am not going to let this, this quite young, fresh, online technological business space or technology-driven space, I should say, be dominated by these kind of very macho, I'm going to spend, you know, $10,000 a month on Facebook ads, marketers, I'm going to do, you know, all these ads about how I can totally change your life in just five minutes. And I don't want them to be the ones who get to dominate it. And what if the rest of us got to say, oh no, we get to define this too, because it's still emerging, it's still being defined. And so what excites me is the fact that I, there are all of these people, it's like these little dots all over the world, kind of are connecting up. And we're, 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 all these fellow travellers are, are kind of saying, okay, well, how, what if we do it this way? Have you tried doing it that way? And, and almost embracing the fact that there is no one way of doing this so stop pretending that there is bro marketer mm. dude <laughs> and how about we actually get to define this the way that we want to in a much more human way mm-hmm. because if we've taken this idea that you know late stage capitalism that the idea that you know resources are there to be exploited Mm-hmm. And if you think about the whole climate crisis that's come about because as humans we had this stupid naive selfish idea that the earth's natural resources were there to be exploited mm. to depletion and the capitalist kind of work ethic idea is that oh well your workforce are also people to be exploited you know how many hours can we get if we didn't have employment law that says there's a limit on how many hours people can work do you honestly think that you you know we wouldn't have like 12 15 hour days and people sleeping under their sewing machines like they do in some parts of the world of course we would we are not great as humans as kind of when we come at it through that lens of people are just resources and so if we want to do our lives differently and we can use having our own business as a a vehicle for that as well then we have to look at it totally differently we cannot see ourselves being our main resource as something there to be exploited to depletion and that's where burnout that's where i was you know 18 months ago that's where burnout comes from and that's what hustle culture tells us and so what really excites me is the idea okay well we can use this technology we can harness it and we can harness the ideas of all of these other fellow travelers to say how can we do this in a way that is going to work on a human scale mm-hmm. that is going to be sustainable not just you know environmentally but also energetically mm-hmm. financially um emotionally how how can we do that let's do that that really excites me this idea that i I did this project um a few months ago called the messy meaningful business project and it was just about gathering together fellow travelers to share their experiences to share what had worked for them what hadn't worked a bit about their business journeys in the you know with the idea that you know these things are messy they're not neat they're not pristine they're certainly not perfect and what can we learn from that? And what can we share that will be of use to other people along the path? Mm-hmm. That excites me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And I wonder then, what feels challenging to you at the moment? What kind of big questions are you sitting with? So the, the big questions are things like, I talk a lot about 
this this concept of feminine conditioning like who particularly mm-hmm. yeah you know, I, I work predominantly with 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 women um and there are some challenges there that come with going against our conditioning and our conditioning for 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 women generally is around things like don't be too visible don't take up too much space be that physical be that socially um don't be too opinionated dial it down and there's you know there is a a a thread in the online world around trolling and even if it hasn't happened to you individually then there's already an inbuilt fear in the system because we know what happens to opinionated women or women who get too big for their boots and and things like that and so how we kind of approach all of that how we address our feminine conditioning how we work with the challenges that 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 brings with it that feels hard sometimes that feels yeah like like a challenge not that it's insurmountable but that it's it's challenging and in all honesty the world also feels hard um you know you and I both live in the United Kingdom. It's a shit show right now. What? Yeah. <laughs> so as we record this in September, we have no idea what's happening with Brexit. We know that we have an incredibly right-wing, mendacious government who are in control of something. I don't know quite what it is. And there's that whole kind of polarization. There's a real viciousness that that's around. There's a real kind of, I'm um, you know I'm I'm heartsick. At least at some point during pretty much every day, just about some of the things that that go on in the world. And I I struggle with that. How much do you expose yourself to it in terms of news and staying aware? And then how much do you you know protect yourself from it and how to be engaged and still useful from a an activist or even just good human point of view compared to I just want to run away and pretend none of this is happening that is I I think that's one of the most challenging things that that I find Mm -hmm. where is that line where is that balance and you know Mm -hmm. um it's a it's very much a a swirling sand of crap (laughs) (laughs) it's really you know serious it's really hard it's also that sense of there's so much kind of pain and suffering in the world and immediately around me and i am just one person and this whole dichotomy of what social media has done in this idea of bringing us together it's actually polarized us even more and that's such a hard nut to to crack Mm -hmm. and i don't have any answers i have lots and lots of questions Mm -hmm. yeah that feels hard and challenging yeah yeah it is definitely thank you for sharing um I wonder and this is maybe something that we would only touch on a little bit or or you know like go as far and wide as you like (laughs) I'm just saying I I understand it's another really big question and I'm not really expecting you to have like a perfect answer to it but I'm wondering what your relationship to marketing is like at the moment and how that has changed over time um I think I've made peace with it of sorts. So it's, it's interesting because I, my coach will quite often say to me, your business is so meta <laughs> because I teach the stuff that um, I also find challenging. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it, and that's why 
the nine month program that I run isn't just, I'm going to teach you the steps. Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you some strategy. There is some strategy then, but I'm always really interested in, so we can know the strategy Mm-hmm. or a strategy and we can decide on which strategy is going to work for us because there's never a one size fits all but then how do we make sure we implement that how do we make sure that we keep committing to showing up how do we you know how do we market if we're you know i don't want to give mark zuckerberg and facebook any of my <laughs> money and time and i know that every minute i spend on facebook is you know because we are the product of it so some my I've definitely got better at the showing up and the showing up consistently. And so my, the way that I kind of frame marketing for myself and the way that I, I find work is conversation. And I am not somebody who's going to be on social media every day, sending an email out to my, you know, my community every day, unless I have something to say. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That being said, there are also times when fear or that imposter complex or the, you know, the little needly voice in my head says, oh, you've got nothing to say. No one wants mm-hmm. to listen to you. And so the challenge is knowing how to de- decipher, which is, oh, I genuinely don't think I've got anything to say or <laughs> fear is telling me I've got nothing to mm-hmm. say. So I've definitely got better at showing up more consistently, sharing my opinions telling people how I can help them if they're the right person for, you know, for, for this, if they, you know, tell them that the the benefits of the work that I do really standing by the, my, my body of work. And also to kind of go, do you know what? I'm, I don't want to be adding to the noise. So if you get a a podcast from me every two weeks, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be doing one every week. <laughs> if you, you know, if you don't get a newsletter from me for three weeks, don't don't fret. The next mm-hmm. one will usually, hopefully, <laughs> have something useful. And if not, I'd just be telling you about my day out with the kids because it's in school holiday. So I've got much better at kind of owning my authentic voice. Mm-hmm. That sounds terribly poachy. No, um, but yeah, it is true. And, and, and just coming and give myself permission to come at it from a very genuine and human place. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest breakthroughs, no, I, I suppose it's actually a recurring breakthrough, is the more I show up as myself, even though that voice in my head says, people don't want to hear about your you know, breakdown or your anxiety or, <laughs> you know, this conversation that you had with this person, but, you know, but the, but the more I do share the the actual kind of honest, unpolished version of you know this is what I found that works. This is what didn't work for me. This is what does work for other people. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's okay. I have a dog too. I have a in the background. But the more people respond, mm. and that uh, you know. I, that's the thing I always wish I could go back and tell the me of five years mm. terrified of kind of showing up authentically. And that is what I teach my clients. Mm. Now. It's like this will feel counterintuitive because all of our culture says you have to be a certain way yeah. to, um, to be acceptable. But in reality, the more you can show up as you and share mm. genuinely what you have to offer people, then the more people are going to respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very true and I so relate to it also being sometimes counterintuitive I feel like 
I'm still in my fifth year bumping up against that all the time and maybe a little bit longer, but I'm kind of like really, really ready to let it go. It's going to be great. Yes. Um, that also brings me to my last question is what do you wish you had known sooner? It takes a lot longer than any of these <laughs> marketing people trying to sell you a course tells you it's going to be it takes long longer for a few reasons it was just going to take you a lot longer to find your voice and to find your way of doing and it's always going to be trial and error there is no one way there is no one course you can buy one coach you can hire who is going to give you that kind of um that shortcut mm. to finding that yeah um and i really wish it would have just taken a lot of the pressure off myself mm. early on um, but also <laughs> if I can have a second one, yeah. a lot of the things that I think we're told are moving us forward are actually just keeping us spinning in the same place. Mm -hmm. So like yeah. doing a load of stuff on social media, if you <clears throat> haven't actually decided or discovered or dug into what is it you have to say to people, you know, mm -hmm. what is your thing? What's your message? Mm -hmm. That's just taking up a whole load of time. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you don't need a logo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I love my my logo. But I didn't get that till I was like two, three years in, and I yeah. adore it now. But I, yeah, <laughs> I can remember spending weeks and weeks and weeks just agonising yes. over what logo to have. It really doesn't matter. Yes. Logo is not a business. It is incredible how much headspace a logo can take up. I have recently interviewed someone, this must be like two or three episodes back, I think, um, about flexible branding. That made a lot of sense to me. It was a lot about just like feeling and thinking about the colors that you really enjoy and the kinds of fonts that you think illustrate your message. But other than that, just keeping it pretty simple, you know? Yeah, so that is fantastic advice to your younger self, I think. Thank you. Um, Please tell us what you're currently offering and where people can find you if they want to know more. Well, depending on when this goes out, the the group program that I was talking about is called the Supernova Collective, and that starts on the 1st of October. Um, and that's an annual um, thing. Other than that, I have something called the Meaningful Biz Academy, which I'm going to be revamping once I've had the, the launch of the Supernova done, which is a... It's a community project and it's about how you can get some of that that support and that kind of circle and also some of the kind of in-time strategic advice. But with that, if you don't have the resources or without the, the, the time and the money investment to hire a coach kind of full time. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just really lovely. You get, you know, there are some courses in there. There's like a membership community and there's courses in there and there were, there's a, a community that goes alongside that but then we also have monthly co-working and we also have monthly group coaching it's just lovely it's just like we just like to hang out and love on each other and to kind of <laughs> loads of uh strategic stuff um i do have an option for people to work with me one-on-one -on -one. again that's in the process of being revamped at the moment um but you can find details of all of that at joecasey.com and i do hang out on instagram i'm Instagram is probably my favorite, um, I suppose, social media platform. Oh, I even hate the word platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe Casey B on, uh, on Instagram. And uh, come, come and say hi. 
Yeah, cool. Thank you so, so much, Joe, <clears throat> for everything that you shared and for telling us more about your story and your perspectives. It was really, really beautiful to talk to you and I'm excited to share this with everyone. And we'll also link to uh, your links in the show notes so if anyone didn't catch that, that they can totally check it out there. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. <laughs> um...